0: I feel led to talk to you about what Jesus did on the cross today. And I want to remind you what a glorious Savior we have. Jesus did, I want you to hear this. Jesus did what no man in history has ever been able to do. He lived a perfect, sinless life. The Bible's clear when it says that he was tempted in all points as we are, yet he was without sin. It's also clear when it says that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. If we're honest, we must acknowledge that it's a daily chore for many of saying no to their flesh and yes to the will of God. Even after conversion, we have a battle between the spirit and our old sinful nature. As I taught the other Wednesday night, whatever you feed will grow. So when you feed and pamper your flesh, it grows. When you give in to your sinful nature, your selfish side, it grows. And it grows fast. But when you deny your flesh and put it to death, it becomes weaker and weaker. Do you realize this? That on the cross, your sin and mine was placed upon Jesus through faith in the finished work of Calvary, his righteousness is credited to your account. Did you know that? When you put your faith in what Jesus did upon the cross of Calvary, the Bible teaches us that his righteousness is credited to your account. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. What a crazy thought. I give to or I place my guilt, my sin, my shame upon him. All of your guilt, all of your sin, all of your shame was placed upon Jesus. That's what you give to him. When I got saved, I remember they used to sing a song. I will serve thee because I love thee. It was a course. You've given life to me. It says I was nothing before you found me. You've given life to me. Heartaches, broken pieces, ruined lives are why you died on Calvary. Your touch is what I long for. You've given life to me. And as I came to the Lord, I remember that hearing that song and being so profoundly impacted by the fact that what can I give to God? Even as a young person, I thought, God, all I have to you to give to you is junk. It's nothing. It has no value. And so we give God our guilt, our sin, our shame. We put it upon him. It was placed upon Jesus. And in return, he exchanges that. And in return, he credits me with righteousness. Or he clothes me with his righteousness. What an exchange. When you understand the cross, you understand that he bore the consequence, the weight of your sin, the shame of your sin, the guilt of your sin. It was placed upon him. He bore that. And in exchange, I get the benefits of, Of his righteousness. What an amazing transaction. Romans chapter 6 verse 5 says this. It says, if we have been united with him in a death like his. We will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. Hear that? But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, verse 11, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God In Christ Jesus, what are we supposed to do? Consider yourself, count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, because of that, because you are to consider yourself dead to sin, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part... Of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and offer every part of yourself to Him as an instrument of righteousness. Here's the key verse that I want you to hear today For sin shall no longer be your master. I want to say that again. The Bible says, for sin shall no longer be your master because you're not under the law, but under grace. First, I want to point out verse 14. It says, count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Other versions use the word, they say, consider yourself dead to sin, but alive to God. So we need to consider ourselves or in our hearts and in our minds, just make that mental note. I'm dead to sin, but I'm alive to God in Christ Jesus. I'm dead to sin. I do not have to obey its promptings or its desires. You have to get that in your head first, that according to scripture, when you come into relationship with Jesus Christ, it says, consider in your heart, in your mind, Tell yourself, I do not have to give into the desires that my flesh has. There was a time in which you had to give into them. Now you don't have to give into them because you have died with Christ. The King James Version for verse 14 says this, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under law but under grace. When I think of dominion, I think of the idea of being dominated. I don't know about you, but I don't want anybody or anything to dominate me. If there's anything that should make you mad, should upset you, should frustrate you, is the fact that sin wants to dominate you. The Bible says sin shall not have dominion. It doesn't have to dominate you anymore. I was thinking about this last night in the past. Before we were saved, sin dominated us. So sin is not going to dominate my life. According to the scripture, sin is not going to dominate my life anymore. My life is going to be dominated by the grace of God. It says, for sin shall not have master over you because you're not under the law, but you're under grace. And so the reality of this is that because of what Jesus did upon the cross, what can dominate our life What can control our life is the very grace of God. Not just gooey grace. Not just says, well, you do what you want and live how you want. No, the grace of God, the power of God that is released in a man or a woman's life. The power to say no to ungodliness. The Message Bible in verses 12 through 14 reads like this. That means you must not give sin a vote in the way you conduct your lives don't give it the time of day. And this one really stood out to me. Don't even run little errands that are connected with the old way of life. Throw yourself wholeheartedly and full time. Remember, you've been raised from the dead into God's way of doing things. Sin can't tell you how to live. After all, You're not living under the old tyranny any longer. You're living in the freedom of God. Quitting a habit, or what many would refer to as a besetting sin, seems like an impossible task. Until we realize what Jesus has already done for us. He didn't just die to forgive us of our sins. Yes, when He died and His blood was shed, His blood covers our sin. His blood is the overpayment for our sin. Friend, he died to break the power of sin over your life and to free us from being in bondage to anything. The blood of Jesus, the sacrifice of the cross, the power that raised Jesus from the dead lives and dwells inside of you and lives inside and dwells inside of me. You've got to learn to believe it. You have to believe what Jesus says over what you see, over what you feel, over what you experience, because his truth is reality. Jesus says this in John chapter eight, verse 36. So if the sun sets you free. If the sun sets you free, you're what? You're free indeed. It's funny how two people can read the same words and get completely different meanings. Some read verse 14 fearfully. Oh no, I better make sure that sin doesn't have dominion over me. But I want you to know this. The Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. We need to know that we have been accepted and loved by God. In spite of your weaknesses, in spite of your frailty, the Bible says that His strength is made perfect in our weakness. We need to view this verse as a promise from the Lord when he says this sin shall no longer be your master. Because you're not under the law, but under grace, I want you to get that in your heart and I want you to get that in your spirit. And I not just I want you to I believe that the Holy Spirit wants you to get that in your heart at one time sin was your master. You followed its promptings and desires, its demands. But friend, when you came to Jesus Christ, something in your heart changed. Something inside of you changed. The Bible says that he took a heart of stone and he's given us a heart of flesh. And that's why whenever you go against the will of God and violate the heart of God, that's why your spirit's grieved that shows me that something inside of you has changed because before you could do whatever you wanted and it didn't really matter. Do you know what I'm saying? It didn't matter unless someone said something or embarrassed us about it. We were cool with whatever we did. But because Jesus came into our hearts, he's changed us. He's done a work in us. The Bible says that you're a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Look to the person next to you and say this. Say, because of what Jesus did on the cross and my faith in him, sin will no longer dominate me. I will dominate it. This is what the word of God says. Because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Look at tell Tom again. Say, because of what Jesus did on the cross. And because I'm putting my full trust in him. Sin will not dominate me, but I will dominate it. You've got to get that in your spirit. It's not because you can grit your teeth and say no long enough. It's not because you have willpower. It's because of what Jesus Christ did upon the cross of Calvary. He defeated death He defeated hell. He defeated the grave. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives and dwells inside of you. And God said, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, he inspired holy men to say to you that sin shall no longer have dominion over you because you're not under the law, but you're under grace. Here again, it's the grace of God that's at work in your heart. What am I depending on? I'm depending completely upon what Jesus did on Calvary. My whole hope, all of my trust is, Lord, I know what you did on Calvary. I know the blood that you shed. I know the nails that pierced your hands and pierced your feet. I know the beating you took upon your back. I know the punches that you took to your faith. I know how they tore out your beard. I know that all of the punishment... All of my guilt, all of my sin, all of my shame, the reproach that I brought upon you, upon my family, was all placed upon Jesus. All of your anger against sin and all of your wrath against sin was placed upon Him completely. And I put my faith in that. And I'm trusting that that's more than enough That's the overpayment for my sin. And because of that, when I trust in your grace, I believe that the the grace of God, it teaches me to say no to ungodliness. Sin doesn't have to dominate me. Let me remind you of the verses we just read. It says, our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Verse 18, we didn't read that. But Romans 6.18 says, you've been set free from sin and you've become slaves of righteousness. Sin is no longer our master because of the grace of God. What does grace do? Does it just wait till we live our lives as we wish? And then when we say sorry, does grace say, oh, it's no big deal? No. Listen to what the scripture says that grace does in our lives. Titus chapter 2.11. from all wickedness, and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Sin shall not have a dominion over you, for you're not under the law, but you're under grace. What does it mean to be under grace? It means grace reigns in our lives. We bow our knee to God. God. We bow our knee to what Jesus did upon the cross for us. We humble ourselves. Sin is no longer our master. Grace is. Meaning, we're guided by grace, we're led by his grace, we're governed by his grace. And finally, we are empowered by the grace of God. We're empowered. Yes, we're saved by grace, but it does much more than just save us. The grace of God is God's divine enablement and his divine empowerment to live godly, upright, holy lives. That's what the grace of God does. I don't want to tell you that's what's been released in your life. You're not under the law. You're under the grace of God. You have the grace of God because of what Jesus did upon the cross of Calvary. You have the grace of God that not only paid the price for your sin, but you have the grace of God, the divine empowerment of the Holy Spirit living and dwelling inside of you, and he teaches you to say no. I love that one, the Message Bible. That means you must not give sin a vote in the way you conduct your lives. Don't give it the time of day. Don't even run little errands that are connected with the old way of life. Throw yourself wholeheartedly and full time. Remember, you've been raised from the dead in the God's way of doing things. Sin can't tell you how to live. After all, you're not living under that old tyranny any longer. You're living in the freedom of God. The Bible says that sin shall no longer have dominion over you. For you're not under the law, but you're under grace. So when you leave here, you need to tell yourself. You need to remind yourself. The enemy throws these things at you. And sometimes we feel guilty because we're tempted by those things. The enemy throws things our way and we feel, well, oh, I guess I have not changed. No, until you die, it's going to be that way. He's going to keep throwing fiery darts at you. He's going to keep laying traps for you. But you need to understand, sin does not have a right. It does not have a right to control me. Because I'm not under the law. I'm under the grace of God. The grace of God where Jesus poured out his blood for me. His sacrifice on Calvary. I've died to sin because I was crucified with Christ. I no longer live. You've been crucified with Christ. The life you live, you live by faith in the son of God. Who loved you and gave himself for you. So friends, we need to understand our position. We need to understand what Jesus has already done. And may we live that out. That grace of God, that victory over sin, may you dominate over it instead of it dominating over you. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the promise. Lord, it's a promise that sin shall not have dominion over you. I thank you, Lord, that in the past it may have dominated us. In the past it may have defeated us. But I thank you for what Jesus did. I thank you that he won the victory. And because he's victorious, Lord, we are in Christ. We're new creations. The word says that old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Father, may we live a life of victory in Jesus' name. And we'll thank you for that. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Amen.